I'll be real with the comic fam. I missed the first call with legendary creator Jim Starlin because I was deep in an adventure in the metamorphosis odyssey known as Dreadstar. 40-year anniversary. Jim Starlin, welcome to the show. Good to be here. So 40 years of Dreadstar, how does that feel? Well, it's also 50 years of me being in this business. It feels rather surreal. I can't believe at this point that I'm actually done anything for... 40 years, let alone 50 years. Dreadstar and I have been around uh, the block together for quite a while there now. Uh, he's an old friend. And uh, you see, I can I feel comfortable wearing him. 50 years into business has been uh, a little strange. I didn't see hear that coming up until it was at the door. But we got interesting things we're doing, uh, doing this Dejathoris piece uh, with Dynamite right now. Indiegogo right now, Jim. I'm curious because, you know, I, I saw you a few years back at the convention and I believe it was San Diego and you weren't doing a whole lot of drawing back then. It was one of the highlights of my year to find out that you were doing a, a brand new cover. You're back drawing. What's that like? And this is, I believe, your first Deja Thoris cover on John Carter of Mars. Yeah, uh, my co-collaborator and inker, uh, Jamie uh, Jameson, and I uh, took on this project. Uh, neither one of us had done anything along the Burroughs, uh, John Carter line, and uh, both very excited about getting into it. It's different. Uh, you know, I, I really wanted to do the Barsoon guys, the guy with the eight legs, but uh, Deja Thoris is apparently the one who's the most popular right now. I wonder why. I can't understand why. That Skippy outfit has nothing to do with it, I'm sure. But maybe I'll get a chance to do the, the big arm guys later, the Barsoon guys, I think. Barsoon's from uh, Mars itself. It's been a while since I read those books when I was a kid. You know, so I may be a little hazy on some of the details. Well, Deja Thoris is definitely beloved by the comic fam. Um, what's it like being back you know, behind the, the, the easel, I imagine, that you draw on? Uh, it's fun. Uh, I, I hurt my hand about five years ago, blew a big hole in it, uh, compressed air accident. So it took me about three years to get the hand working again. But it's uh, great back at it because when I couldn't draw, I dreamt about drawing. And there's nothing more frustrating dreaming about drawing than waking up in the morning and going, I still can't do that. But a lot of ball squeezing, rubber ball squeezing, and uh, other hand exercises, I got things going again. And the persistence of Jamie Jameson that I sit down and do her a Dr. Doom sketch uh, had a lot to do with me getting back on it. Uh, she didn't want Thanos. She wanted Dr. Doom. Go figure. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy writing for other people, but I, I also enjoy drawing my own stuff. Well, to celebrate your 50 years in the industry, um, there is this Indiegogo. And aside from getting a cover done by by yourself jim you've also graciously provided um ample amounts of creator comps and i was hoping you can maybe describe a little bit of what that is there are members of the community who i'm sure have never heard of this and i'm holding right now a strange tales 178 that we're going to give away and it has a cert on the back that says this certificate um, is to authenticate the artist proofs copy well, whenever I worked on a project for Marvel, DC, anybody, uh, there's a certain amount of comps that get delivered. They could be anywhere from 25 to 2. And uh, all of these, for the most part, have been sitting in my closet in boxes for the last 50 to 2 years. And uh, when we started this in Negro, I went through and I dug out the things and looked at what we had and uh, realized we had some good books in there. 
some strange tales, some cults, uh, other different things weird that I worked on with Bernie Wrightson. They are in the, as uh, bonuses in the Indiegogo. So aside from being able to, to snag um, your takeover of Adam Warlock, um, as well as um, Shang-Chi, we also see here on this list Warlock Chronicles number four, Death of the New Gods number three. You even have provided original art as part of this Indiegogo. Mystery in space, multiple pages, and even a Dreadstar trading card set. Yes, that's going to be kind of exciting. 40th anniversary of Dreadstar, and he gets himself his own trading card set. You know, we had t-shirts before, but this will be the first trading cards. Uh, I just uh, proved all the prints on those things here just recently. During a legendary interview done by one of my best friends in the community comics with Bueller years ago, um, you had mentioned your crown jewel of creation, Pip the Troll. And back then, and I've watched many interviews with you since then, it was almost kind of like a joke, you know? Everyone's asking about Thanos for obvious reasons, but you'd always throw out there, yeah, but one day I just want to see Pip the Troll get his own series. I know you were shocked about Thanos, but how shocked were you about Pip the Troll at the end of The Eternals? I had a little bit of advance notice on Pip, uh, so it wasn't quite the shock that it was going to see that first Avengers and everybody saying, hey, he shows up at the end, Thanos. Whenever I ran into Kevin Feige at the, the premieres, I always lobbied for Pip. Uh, <laughs> I just I just figured he was the longest shot I could go for, and uh, he's actually there now. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to do next time I run into anybody. I've run out of characters for them to, uh, to d- dredge up to throw on the screen. Well, Patton Oswalt uh, voicing Pip, and it wasn't just that character that we saw. We saw Eros. We saw Star Fox, Harry Styles. Are you a One Direction fan? Uh, to be honest, I didn't know who he was when he first started up, but I've uh, gone on uh, uh, line and found out that I rather like his music. You know, I didn't know about it before then. Uh, I'm an old fart. You know, nothing, uh, nothing on my iPad uh, comes from before 1970, mostly. So uh, I, ha- I had a little catching up to do with Harry Styles. Oh, fantastic. So um, with Thor Love and Thunder, I don't want to get into into any spoilers considering the time of this filming. Have you heard of any other characters that you, you, you influenced being in this movie? I have seen, I went to the premiere for Thor Love and Thunder. There was some confusion about who was going to be in there, but apparently I missed a number of my characters who were statues, apparently inside uh, one scene that goes on later on in the movie. I remember seeing the statues, but I was so busy watching what was going on that I didn't catch who the statues were of. So uh, I have to go back and see it a second time. There we go. Um, another surprise that I, I, I found myself reporting was that Will Poulter is attached to Adam Warlock. Um, considering the Infinity Gauntlet is destroyed at this point, granted we have like time travel and you know variants and in different universes universe i i I don't know but we also don't have the the gems anymore those are like locked away in like a time variance authority desk you know where do you think they could go with this considering i always think of adam warlock being so directly tied to thanos and that gauntlet well multiple universes once again um nothing says that the time authority was able to grab all of them I think there's a good chance that Warlock may be running around with a soul gem on. Uh, doesn't mean that the other ones have to show up. That would make him uh, rather unique in the fact that he steals souls. Ooh. 
I don't think anybody else in the Marvel Universe does that other than uh, some of the vampire characters. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. 50 years in the industry, I had two uh, creative questions, if you if you wouldn't mind. Um, I was talking to a good friend of mine who's a Marvel writer, Sean McGuire, and I was trying to get some tips about writing. And I was surprised, but it made total sense. And she mentioned, well, the first thing you need to do is get into poetry. Start practicing writing poetry. It'll help your comic writing. And you're the first writer I thought of. You know, so much poetry um, that you brought into Marvel Comics, you know, it, it's uh, part of like the cosmic and the big ideas, you know, death and, and resurrection and, and, and so many like big subjects. You know, what do you think about that tip? Poetry. Well, I wasn't thinking poetry. I was thinking about therapy and uh, philosophy when I mm. uh, was doing the early uh, stuff. I was reading a lot of uh, Wilhelm Reich, Carlos Castaneda. I mean, uh, young, uh, you know, what wasn't particularly poetry. It was what I came out, kind of came out as poetic, I guess. Oh. My recommendations are to read everything, write everything, break your story down on three by five cards before you actually start, uh, you know, or outline one of the two so that you have the structure there. And then when you got your first draft done, read it out loud because nothing is more startling than listening to your own bad writing being repeated to you uh, on a level that you can hear. <laughs> it, fixes, it helps you fix things up. Amazing. Well, last question for you today, Jim Starlin. Um, I appreciate your time today. Dave Batista has officially announced that Drax the Destroyer, his time as portraying a character that you created, is coming to an end. And he was giving thanks to all those who were, were part of his, his journey, um, citing that this was the biggest thing that he's ever done in his career. Um, considering that Drax is a bit different than your creation from the comics, you know, what are your thoughts about his portrayal? Um, I always have seen you chat about Drax very fondly, um, as well as Dave Batista's adaptation of the character. Oh, yeah. I think what him and uh, Gunn did with the character was uh, terrific. Uh, easily the funniest thing in the Guardians movies. I mean, beating out the raccoon in the tree. Uh, Drax is the, the comedy relief. I mean, he's, he's the scene stealer. <laughs> and so, uh, you know... I, they did the visual from the later Drax, and I, I tend to think of that what the the actual personality is from the Infinity Watch Drax. Uh, this one's more autistic than brain damaged, like he was in the the Watch, but it was still, you know, it's that childlike quality, uh, along with a, a nasty streak that uh, made the character so interesting. Uh, contradictions are always kind of a fun with the thing to watch. Fantastic, Jim. Comic fam, Indiegogo, link in the description. 50-year anniversary, 40 of Dreadstar. So many perks, so many comics. Jim Starlin, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. My pleasure. Geek responsibly. Geek responsibly.